Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. My name is Eddie Estrada, and I'm here with my co-host, Armin, to talk about the one, the only, Summer House. How you doing? so excited, Eddie. Are you excited? I'm excited, and I'm going to try my best not to fumble through my words like Carl was doing when he was talking in a page. Okay, that was honestly my favorite thing in the entire world. That was amazing. I have a lot of thoughts on it. I have a lot of really good thoughts. Uh, but we'll get into it because we have so much to get into. We have Jordan versus everyone, it seems yeah. like. We have Carl and Paige's whole new pantry loving. Uh, <laughs> Super and, flirty. And then we have Kyle and Amanda. Yes. And their drama that just seems to keep following in regards to the cheating that happened. Yeah. Not so soon after last season ended. That one's a rough one. That is really rough. I'm yeah. like nervous to see how that plays out. I mean, we know it turns out good because Social now they're media engaged. Is a spoiler. I know. I know everything is all spoiled. Like they're engaged now. They're clearly fine. But like watching this and seeing her give him that ultimatum, like mm-hmm. I don't want him to make that mistake ever again because she deserves the world. Amanda deserves the right. world. I wish that. I know this is a tangent, but I wish they had to be put on a social media embargo between filming and the show's airing. Like, I know they can't go full embargo because that's actually bad for the show. You want them building up their social media profiles and their fan followings. But at least no narratives from the show should be spoiled by your Instagram. Right? Yeah, I mean, I get it. But that's also kind of like what's fun about it. And that's kind of why I love where reality TV is at right now in, in regards to social media too, because you get to see just one photo, one thing, but then on TV you get to see it play out. Like a lot of shows are super good about this now where like housewives or Vanderpump rules, especially like you see things happening on social media, but then you get to experience it with the cast essentially in real time watching the show. Right. But I think back to watching season two of Vanderpump rules. I I know. know I always talk about that season, but it's so good. And I had no idea what Tom and Kristen were up to. Even though I think Instagram may have been a thing at that point, but it wasn't very it wasn't popular. Nearly, yeah. I, 2013, 2012. Yeah. It wasn't. Twitter was more popular. I feel like Twitter right. was just starting to become popular, though. Exactly, but you didn't know the fate of their relationship through Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't as like accessible. That information wasn't as accessible as it is now. Like I think back to Bethany's comment on season three of Roni which must have took place around that same time, maybe like 2011, 2012. And um, it may have been Bethany or Ramona who said to the other person, like, you have 70,000 Twitter followers. <laughs> That's nothing compared to their following today. I mean, yeah, it's it's literally nothing compared to what they yeah. have today. But It was just a different world back then. We didn't even look to access that stuff. But now I follow everybody. I see everything. Anyway, this is a tangent. And if you want to follow us. If you want to follow us. Ooh, I like that segue. Well, if you want to follow us on social media, because we live tweet. Yes. We also have our Instagram and we post photos in the news and everything that we're seeing in real time on our Instagram. So you can follow both of those by searching Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. And make sure you guys are subscribed so you guys don't miss a single recap nothing we do so much fun stuff on here we have housewives herstory we just released all four parts of our atlanta 
season nine. Is that, that what was it was? Epic. It was great. You guys killed it. I mean, let's be real. The true heroes of Housewives history are Camille and Kevin. I'm just there for the ride. You have your master's, but you don't quite have your PhD yet. Yeah, no. I'm I yeah, I'm like in the process. You're exactly. I, I'm, You're building I'm, up towards I'm it. I'm working up to get to that knowledge level that those two have where it's they can they can do anything on the drop of a hat. They are absurd. It's insane. But if you guys want to see how in depth we got, because we really, really <laughs> got deep. Yeah. Please make sure you guys follow us on SoundCloud, St- Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Subscribe, comment, like, share, let people know. Make sure it's the word on the street, as Hannah Burns or Margaret Josephs would say, or the Real Housewives of Potomac would say, or Real Housewives of Atlanta would say. Word on the street is that Hot and Bravo <laughs> is the, the podcast. people would say, word on the yeah. street. <laughs> Hot and Bravo is the podcast to follow. So guys, make sure you guys are following that. Okay, so now let's get into the nitty gritty. So this episode began where last episode ended. They're at the winery. Everyone is, you know, having a good time, drinking some wine, and the fight, I mean, I guess you could call it a fight, but basically, everyone begins ganging up on Jordan, because Jordan has dug himself into a hole. Evidently, he said, ugh, I made out with Danielle last night. And it's like, dude, dude, her best friend is Lindsay, who is basically honestly kind of the queen of the house at this point. She's the old, she's the most OG. She's been through this. This is third time. This is not her first rodeo. She's kind of the Stasi of the group. She is. She kind of like controls everything. And it's like, you're literally talking about her best friend to her. How stupid can you get? Of course, people are going to be upset. Then you have your, your other friend that you're in the house with that used to work with that you're claiming you're flirting with and like hooking up with, which is completely a lie. So you have, her and her best friend against you. So you have, first of all, all the women in the house against you. Second, the guys don't trust you because they think you made up your first sex story. So basically... And making out with three girls in one night. Yeah. It's it's just like, he's literally rubbed every single person in the house the wrong way. And it's he's not really like, I wouldn't say he's a villain. He just puts his foot in his mouth a ton. It's funny, I hadn't quite thought it out like you just laid it out, but now that you've kind of like pinpointed all the ways that he's gone wrong, he hasn't just dug himself a hole, he's dug himself like many holes. Yeah, he has to not he has to get out of literally every <laughs> single thing. And he's like, "Oh, it's really easy easy for me to make friends." Clearly not, because everyone seems to be so upset with him. I mean, I I like Jordan. I think he's great. But I do think he's literally stuck his foot in his mouth one too many times with every single person in the house. And now he has to make up for it. If I were to psychoanalyze him, play play armchair psychologist a little bit. You know we love to do that here. Yeah. Uh, although we do call you the doctor. You are I know, I'm Eddie love, the love doctor. I'm the love doctor, which we'll get into. But that's, you know, that's armchair psychology adjacent. I would venture to say that his army brat childhood has influenced the way he approaches making friends because it seems like he's overcompensating a little bit and he thinks that the way to make friends is to be the coolest guy in the room he doesn't realize that it's not that cool to be the guy that hooks up with a bunch of girls and you know has the craziest sex story i mean if it's true then it's true whatever 
But when it's coming across as inauthentic, because it probably is, that's just not the way to go. That's not cool to lie about making out with a bunch of girls in one night. It's just not. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's no offense to army brats. I'm not saying all army brats are like this, but when he was going through that explanation, I was kind of thinking, Hmm, I wonder if his perception was always that he was making friends, but really everyone was snickering behind his back. That, and that would make me sad because he's, he's a really, he seems like, I know Lindsay said she doesn't know how genuine he is. I think he's a genuine kind person. I just think maybe sometimes he doesn't always tell the truth. Right, which kind of is contrary to being genuine. No, but like his spirit's good. Like I can, I can sense a bad spirit. You know, whether it's, yes, whether okay, it's I on agree TV, with that. whether it's on TV or in person, like I smell the scent of someone's soul. It's not malicious. Yes. Right, and that's what I mean by overcompensating. Like this isn't with mal intent. No. He just wants to have friends. He just wants friends. Also, I can't believe I just said I can smell the scent of someone's soul. <laughs> Through TV. Like, what kind of demon child am I? Like, I can smell your soul and know if you are good or bad. What is that condition in which you can smell numbers and colors? Do you what? know what I'm talking about? No, I have no idea what this is. This is, cannot be real. My, my roommate, freshman year no, of college, he didn't. he didn't have it. His girlfriend did. That's BS. You can't smell numbers. You could see. It's a thing. Eddie, okay. I'm not lying. Why would I lie to you? Okay, I'm going to look it up right now because we, we have to have closure on this. But we can move on if you want to move okay, on. Well, we well, haven't really closed up this Jordan we story, have we? So first, Carl decides after. Okay, everyone also is ganging up on Jordan at this point at the picnic table at the winery. The guy who's like trying to serve them wine is like, if anyone wants it, here's like this thing. Because they're all arguing with each other and he's still trying to make sure that they're having like the full winery experience. But literally everyone is so focused on Jordan that Paige and Carl are literally feeding, like (laughs) bird feeding each other food, like Lady in the Tramp style. Like what was that movie about the pink March of the penguins, like chew it up, spit it in the mouth, then making out. These two are full on hooking up at the table and not a single person notices because everyone is so involved in the Jordan drama. I was dying. That was hilarious. Also, the way that Paige has Carl wrapped around her fingers is oh, hilarious. We'll get to that. We'll we get will that. get to that. Because... Okay, also, a quick closure on what I said earlier. Yeah. I was wrong about the smell thing, but synesthesia. Have you heard of this? No. It is a condition in which letters or numbers are perceived as inherently colored. In spatial sequence or number form, synesthesia, numbers, months of the year, or days of the week elicit precise locations in space. Or may appear as a three-dimensional map. Okay, this is this. Yeah, this is, is wild much. shit. But you know, I don't believe it. it it's I, real. I, it's real. I really can't smell souls either. I was just saying. I have this, and I, you know, I can, I can sniff a snake when I sniff a snake. Is what right. I was trying to say. Yeah. But even through TV. Even through TV. But like I was saying, so after the the blatant hookup that everyone missed, Carl decides he's going to take it on himself to bring Jordan off to the side, and. You know, be like, dude, this is what's up. And he basically says, I was in your position last year. You need to apologize. You need to kind of just nip it in the like nip it in the butt and just get it get it over with. I kind of love Carl as a fuckboy mentor. I mean, it, right? this is this is Carl 3.0. This is ultimate destiny. Yeah. It's it like I said, I said Jordan is Carl 2.0. He was what he was last season, and Carl's in his third 
of him own self. So he's <laughs> basically talking, it's like back to the future shit. Like he's like going back to his himself a summer before to like warn him, like, watch out, I've been down this path. It does not end well. You will have a cake smashed in your face and a watermelon thrown from the greatest heights of the house. He's like, return that almanac. You, you don't want it. It's going to be bad news. Biff is going to get it. It's just like, a t- that's a deep Back to the Future reference. And I only know because I've seen like all three movies like multiple times. Me too. I was a big Back to the Future fan. Yeah, we I've watched it all the time and it's always on in the hotel. So you can never not watch it. But it's one of those movies, no matter what point in the film it is, you can pick up and just watch the rest of the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, it could just, it just, it's just so easy to watch. Yeah. But enough anyway. about the freaking time traveling bitch um but jordan comes back to the table and tries to apologize and it just does not land no all of the girls get up to go to the bathroom carl and Paige run off to do their own thing and jordan's kind of left on his own and we kind of see that it's really getting to him because essentially everyone in the house is against him and he feels like He's not connecting. And those who were his friends, who were his allies, being Hannah and Paige, are kind of on the outs with him too now because of the comments he had made about Paige. And by the way Paige describes their relationship, it seems like they were never that close. They were just coworkers, and they were starting to get close. They were just starting to get to know each other. That was how she explained it. I mean, yeah. And like, so they're not like super tight allies. And I'm going to be honest. It's not Carl and Kyle. I, I've followed Betches, the company they've worked for since high school. Like this was like my favorite website. I've been a fan since the, the Betch list, which you won't even know what that is. But like, I was there when they were like coming out with each new number of like the things on the Betch list before they turned into a whole media. You're an OG. I've known this. Yeah. I'm like an OG. Betches love this. Stan. And all of them kind of were hired. I think I think the first that was hired out of all of them, just from like outside perspective, from what I noticed, was probably like I think Hannah and Jordan were kind of hired around the same time and then it was Paige. And I don't know if that if that's hundred percent true, but like I've always seen a little bit of each of them in like the Instagram stories when they would go to the Hampton they cause they went last summer. or the summer before the one that they filmed, they all went to like the Hamptons for like their company party and they had a chef and all this stuff. And so I think because they were coworkers, but like it, they were still all kind of like new ish and worked in different parts of the company because right. Jordan is in sales. Jordan is in sales. And then Hannah and Pedro more creative editorial social media. They probably weren't interacting as much. And I mean, even in a company that probably has like 20 employees, 30 employees, you can know someone in your company and still like not be close with them. Like that, I think that's me right now. I mean, that's me right now. I mean, there's maybe 40 something people in my office and like, I know everyone, but I don't know everyone. You're not going out to the bars with anyone. I don't do that after my last job where I worked at honest. (laughs) That was where all we did was go out with each other and it was literally Vanderpump Rules. Oh, that was a shit show. In a call center. Actually, Honest needs its own reality show. No, not anymore. Everyone's gone. Oh, but it's not as it was, anymore. It was in the, in the heyday. That place was wild. Like, I could write a TV show. Alba's Rules? No, yeah. No, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say. 
But maybe one day for Patreon, you could tell the real juicy deets. Oh my gosh, I could tell so many stories for Patreon. <laughs> but back, but back to the Jordan drama. Right. So Jordan, basically, Paige and Hannah call Jordan over much, much later in the episode. I'm skipping ahead and skipping some parts just because right. I want to. Yeah, let's complete Jordan's narrative. I'm going to just complete every group, every narrative that I want to complete. I'm just yeah. going to talk about the three main things that happened. So. They're basically, they end up having this World Cup party where they all have to dress up at different countries. Um, Jordan being Spain in a great, whatever it's called, where you're running of the bulls. Right. And he goes to meet with, Spain goes to meet with France and I believe America. America, who was not participating in the World Cup. Yeah. So we have America, France, and Spain having a, you know, a world delegation consultation (laughs) about... How Spain is acting like a fuckboy. Right. And, you know, they kind of let him know that there's still going to be allies on the world (laughs) stage. I'm loving this. But (laughs) Spain needs to, like, you know. Needs to get their shit together. Spain needs to get its shit together. Get your shit together, Spain. France and America can't be holding Spain up by themselves much longer. Even though they're, like, all three, like, the cool countries. And like Brazil's oh, really yeah. into Brazil's all, really all into France cool too, countries? and they're kind of cool. I mean, they're all cool countries. Like, let's <laughs> right. think. Like, I would want to travel well, within to Spain. this in this world. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Spain is uh, fucking up a little bit. But essentially, Jordan <laughs> ends up going to have a one-on-one talk with Lindsay, right? And they seem to squash the beef. Lindsay, who's kind of queen of the house, kind of lays down the hammer and she's like, you know what? You have no room to talk about my relationship. And that's basically what really hurt me was that you had to put in your two cents about something you didn't know about. Yeah. Don't bring up Everett. That's the rule. Don't bring up Everett. That's the rule. And Kyle even said that. He's like, you know what? Lindsay might be mad about this other thing, but she's really just firing on him because he brought up Everett. Because the Everett situation is still a tricky subject. Uh, It's hard because they were living together they thought he was going to be, she thought he was going to be the one. Then he cheated. Then there was like the breakup and then they got back together and then they broke up. It's just a very tumultuous relationship. I don't even know if I said that word right, but it's a very muddled past that they have. They're still hooking up. Yeah. They're still hooking up. So that pain's still real. So when someone hits that, it's like that stings especially hard. So just kind of lay off that the whole summer. But they right. come to terms, and he's like, cool. And she's like, I'm not mad, really, anymore. And they kind of move on. But we should address Jordan's confessional. Why don't you address that? That's shysty. You know, in his confessional, he said, I'm just going to put put my sales hat on. I forget exactly what he said. But paraphrasing, he was essentially saying that he's just going to bullshit Lindsay to get on her good side because he doesn't want to deal with the drama anymore. That's shysty. You're not actually apologetic. It's funny because he was saying that he wanted to be a good person and move on and move forward, whatever. And then he's like, I'm just going to blatantly manipulate her using my sales experience. I mean, that bugs me because, I mean, Lindsay was really like chill. Like, I think Lindsay really stepped it up. She even said, I don't think he's a genuine person, but I'm going to give him a chance. And... It seems like that chance might be wasted on Jordan because, I mean, I really do think Jordan is, like, good, but I don't know if they're just using, like, old confessionals or, like, he really felt this way or he was, like, pushed to say this. But, like, 
I think just think he keeps putting his foot in his mouth and I feel like they're using that edit to make him the villain. Like, but he is doing like, and saying things that allow that edit to be made. You know what I mean? Of course. They didn't put the words in his mouth. But I think yeah, you're gonna- right. He, he is not doing this maliciously. I think even in this case, he is saying this because he's trying to save face. Yeah, I think he's right? just trying to be cool or something. Exactly. I don't get it. And it, I, he doesn't want to look like he groveled. You know what? And it's, he kissed Lindsay's ass. So you, he's going to say in his confessional, "Oh, I was just lying. I was, I was being the sal- great salesman that I am. Like you probably couldn't even tell that I was being inauthentic." You know what? This is kind of reminding me of is like the facade that Camille Grammer put on season one of Beverly Hills that everyone hated and like kind of made her this like bitchy, snotty villain. And like everyone was like, "Ugh." Like, no one likes Camille. And then season two, she got the PR work done, and she, like, completely just, like, realized to be more an authentic self, to really be her. And now she's a fan favorite, and she's Saints been around. Camille. Now she's saying Camille. So what I'm saying is maybe Lindsay can work her PR magic mm-hmm. on Jordan and make him, like, the likable person. Because I feel like that's the issue. I feel like we kind of hit the nail on the head. I feel like he's trying to be someone... And to and by acting like this person, by trying to act like this cool guy who like owns the summer, like it's making him look really bad. Yeah. And it's funny because in that conversation with Lindsay, I feel like Lindsay was so in the moment, so sincere. She was. Like that's a not really realizing sincere. she's talking to someone who's two faced. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's gonna come out on the reunion for sure. I oh, feel yeah. like this is not the end of what we've seen between Jordan and Lindsay. I feel like those two are gonna be on the hot seat for sure. It's such a wild contrast to Paige and Hannah who appear so authentic. Yeah, that's like, the I feel thing. like they're just living in the moment being themselves and it's coming across great. But it's Look at how Jordan, well it's working for but them. But Jordan's trying to manufacture his image too much that it's making him look bad. And yep. see, that's it's the problem. It's working against him. That's the problem with a lot of shows is people try to manufacture so much that it looks inauthentic. Yeah, you just gotta be yourself. Yeah. Unless you're a shitty person. In, which I don't think he is. Yeah, I'm not saying he I is. I just but. feel like maybe there's something that he feels isn't cool. And we'll find out what yeah. his secret is later on. Because we don't know. But enough about Jordan. I feel like we've yeah. beaten that horse dead. Let's move on because I want to talk about Paige and Carl. Which is my new favorite couple on Summer House. It used to be Kyle and Amanda. I still love them. Don't get me wrong. But now I'm all about... Parl, Cage. Uh, let's workshop it. We we need to workshop their names, but maybe some somewhere in the last name, um, Resorbo, Deradkey, Derad. Ooh, Deradkey. That's something. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Their names don't flow well together, they, they so maybe really they, don't. they won't be a good. Maybe couple. they won't be. I'm a big believer that the celebrity couple name dictates the celebrity couple success. I, I have to ask. Brangelina. Look how well that worked out. <laughs> I mean. I'm kidding. What was the other one? Bennifer. Uh, Bennifer was the original. There's, that a, there's, a, mi- there's a million out. and a half Bennifers. That produced Geely and a breakup. Uh, and I don't know which is worse. Well. Probably Geely. I think that the chemistry between these two is palpable. It is insane how many sparks fly when they're just so casually flirting. Well, it's. Paige being 10 out of 10 flirtatious, nailing all her lines. Like, I'm not saying that she's being inauthentic or anything. Like, she's just But she knows amazing. her comebacks. 
Right. I love how... And Carl on the other side of it, sweating, he's all red, he's nervous, he's fumbling through his lines. See, I just have to say, I I think, yeah, Carl genuinely has, genuinely has feelings for this girl. Oh, yeah. Because you can tell the contrast between this and when he was with Lauren the past two seasons, he was never nervous like this to talk to her, to flirt with her. He was apathetic. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah, he He did not care. He would only get nervous when he knew that drama was coming, when he knew that she was going to be mad, when she knew he, she was going to be crazy. And I think because she wanted him so bad, that turned him away. And Paige is playing the complete opposite game where it's like so hard to get. And he's eating it up. Hard to get, but like giving him enough rope. Oh my gosh. So she, she doesn't feel like she's unattainable. Like, I don't. I don't understand how she does She that. is a master. She's a don't master. Don't fall in love with me, Carl. That was a great line. I mean, I am in complete awe of her. Lines. I want her to teach me everything. Yeah, we should study everything she says. Oh, I already And am. write out a transcript. Like, Paige is my summer flirting inspiration. Like, I'm going to channel Paige in every single beach <laughs> day I go to, any bar I go to, anything. I'm going to be like... Don't fall in love with me. Insert name here. <laughs> she needs to teach a flirting course. Honestly, I would take it. Paige, if you're listening to this, I think you need to make some kind of like web webinar. You could do one of the was write that? a book, write a flirting for dummies book. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I could do like an Instagram, like an Instagram, an, an Instagram. live or mean? something like where she teaches teaches me how to flirt i just need to i need like to a learn set the of instagram stories yeah something i need to, i need I, her I, to educate i need something more masses. fully fleshed out though i need something comprehensive eddie like dvds not a bunch of 15 seconds like how to flirt 101 sure a dvd what are, are is this 2005 i don't know i was just <laughs> thinking of like what was that like burn it like the x the one p90x p90x burn it it's <laughs> p90x is your mind on hannah burns no, P90X, but for flirting. For flirting. So, like, um, I want a 30 day. P Flirt X, Page Flirt X. Page, we've literally named it for you. We've named it for because you. Because, honestly. The horrible name of P Flirt X. Like, she needs to, she needs to link up with uh, Patty Stanger, teach her girls how She's to gonna flirt. She's going to put Patty Stanger to shame. Don't say that. That's my former boss. <laughs> well, I could say it. I love Patty. Uh, she is great. Paige is on another level. Paige is like the new millennial way. She's like, she's got it. She knows. <laughs> I'm V into Paige. There's something, she, and even more there's so something about her where you don't even realize she's running game until she ran over you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like all of a sudden you're like, oh, she got him. Like it's over. I, I just, I'm in awe of her and her talent in the flirting space, but I'm so much more in love with the idea of her and Carl together. We did an over-under of how many people in the house Carl would hook up with. I only think Carl's going to hook up with Paige. You I may said be this, right. I said this from day so we one. Set, for, for the listeners, if we have new listeners, we set the over-under at 1.5 hookups. You did. Well, yeah, but we agreed to the terms of 1.5. You went under, I went over. Yes. I think you are going to be right. I think he's just going to get with Paige this summer. I think he is yeah. madly in love with her. I don't know if there's still... I could still... still see Lindsay. I can see it. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe not. I can see it. Lindsay, it looks like Lindsay next episode is going to meet some guy. And if you've seen her social media, she's definitely dating this other guy. She's she's no longer the single. The guy that she's meeting on the next episode? I can't remember from, 
I, I can honestly check right now. What happened to that Nick guy? Nick, uh, Nick Pagsfit, <laughs> the one from last <laughs> season. Wasn't he on for like an episode? He was. I mean, I think they're still friends. They're still friends. Okay. I'm not, I mean, let's be real. I don't follow this like that closely, but I, you know, I see things here and there. He was like in his early twenties, right? Or something. Yeah. He was like 23 or something like that. Okay, one second. I'm going to pull up a photo right now. Oh, my God. It's so hard to find things now. <laughs> no, it's a different guy. She's dating some guy, I think, named John Porzio. Um, I only know Shout this. Shout out. I, I, this is going to be crazy. But only because they were together at a Rangers game. They were also out to dinner recently. It looks were like they that the same might Rangers be her game? boo. They were together. They posted photos together. No, but were they at the same Rangers game that... Uh, Kate Beckinsale and B. Davidson were at where they were ferociously making out right next to Antony. Or were they at the Rangers game uh, that Sophie Turner was at where she was chugging a glass of wine? I'm not, I Which don't one? know because there I are, do there not. There were only two games this season. Really? I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I think she's like. <laughs> Why would there only be two Rangers games? I don't know. But I think she's, I think she might be actually like off the market now. Which go, Lindsay. We support. I like single Lindsay though. Yeah, but I like, I also like, Lin- I want Lindsay to be happy. Well, yeah, that's number one. And I feel like she's her happiest when she's in a relationship. Not that she's not happy when she's single, but I feel like she really enjoys being in a relationship, it seems like. From what you've seen on the show, like, she wants someone that she knows is going to be like a ride or die. Right. That's how she is. She she wants everyone to be a ride or die. And I totally get that. Because it's either you're in my life or you're not in my life. Like, and she's been hoping Everett was going to be that. Is that guy. But he's but. not. Doesn't look like it. Well, two people that do seem like they are right and dies, right or dies. Although not at this moment. I think at so. Least even in the at shows. I mean, kind of. In, in the show's trajectory. Well, Kyle and Amanda basically kind of get into a tiff about the cheating again, which is completely understandable. And it's instigated by. Kyle's drunkenness. Yeah, and she feels he can't like stop blacking out. And she feels like she needs to take care of him. And then when he gets that drunk, who knows what he's gonna do? Because but previously he's hooked up with other people while he's gotten that drunk. I understand the insecurity, and it's probably so hard. I mean, she was literally going to the bathroom just to get alone time from him. It's it's hard to watch because you can see how much she cares, and you can see how much he cares. But just when the alcohol gets to be too much it's like it's rough but he even said like on twitter today he was like one of the good things about watching the show is like seeing things like this he's like i don't want to be that guy i don't want to bring that guy around anymore like that's not who he is anymore and i think i i think that's kind of where amanda wanted him to get this summer be like dude this is what's happened before look how crazy you get but when you're in it you don't really realize it because when you're going crazy and like you're like drinking so much, you're like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm okay. I can control it. But when you start blacking out all the time, you're like, oh, it's, I'm, I'm okay. When you get away with like being okay and like, oh, I made it home or, oh, I wasn't a complete like ass last night or, oh, no, I didn't cheat on someone. You start making excuses for yourself that you can continue to do it and continue to do it. Right. And like you it technically becomes a force know of your habit. Limits. Yeah. And I think that's what she's afraid of is that it's becoming a force of habit again because if it becomes a force of habit, 
she will feel like she can never trust him to go out by himself ever again. And she has to babysit him and she has to keep an eye on him because who knows what he'll do when he's blacked out. And Hannah said something to the effect of Amanda loses her own luster, her own fun, her own positive energy when she has to turn into the babysitter. And that's no fun for her. She wants to send it. She wants to have a good time within reason. Nobody's saying don't get drunk. It doesn't seem like he has an alcohol abuse problem. Just seems like when he decides to drink, your boy he's likes go to party all in. Um, but it looks like he's getting his shit done Monday through Friday. So whatever. Uh, but for Amanda, that's not fun. That when she drinks with him, she's the babysitter, and then. When she's not drinking with him and he's out by himself, as you said, she has to worry about what he's going to do because she can't trust him. It's a lose-lose no matter what. It is. I mean, I just feel bad for her because having that sinking feeling every time your significant other goes out because of infidelity in the past is one of the most like gut wrenching things. Like it's like you, she's probably constantly checking Instagram stories, Snapchats, and you catch glimpses of their night out and you're like, Oh, who are they with? What are they doing? What time are they going to like, what time do they leave the club? What time are they going to the bar? What bars are they going to? Who are the people that they're hanging out with? And you just become so consumed with all of the what ifs that you feel like you have to babysit. And then that drives a wedge in the relationship because it's like, there's no trust there to, to even like work on. Like, it's like always like there's like this distrust and it's just drives like a wedge into the relationship to where someone becomes the parent and someone becomes the child. And it's like, you feel like you're having to nag and, you know, question and berate for every little thing because you're so nervous that, that kid is going to go run off and do something stupid again. And you have to be like that helicopter parent right. and be like, I got to make like sure looking over their shoulder yeah. constantly. And like, which then like you're resenting that person because you have to look over their shoulder. And then, then your significant other is going to start resenting you for looking over exactly. their shoulder. It's like, why do you have to keep tabs? I mean, it's like, well, I have to keep tabs on you because of the way you act. Uh, and it's like, well, why was the way that I'm acted? How the, how is the way that doomed. I acted affecting me right. now? And it's like, well, you know, call a spade a spade. If you're a cheater, you're going to be a cheater. Well, that speaks to what Paige said. Because Paige essentially said that she doesn't think she could ever forgive someone who cheats. And it seems like the only way Amanda and Kyle can move forward is if, one, Kyle stops drinking so heavily. That that will help regain the trust, Right. Um, so like just three less drinks, right? Like two or three less shots. And then two, Amanda does have to forgive him and move on because she can't hold this over his head for the rest of time because that won't be healthy either, right? She can't constantly resent him without him then turning on her. So the question is, can she forgive and should she? Paige feels like she doesn't clearly. I mean... I think or at least Paige wouldn't. I don't know Paige if Paige I mean, would speak for Amanda. But but also Amanda and Kyle have been through a lot. I mean... Paige may think differently if she had a relationship like that, right? Yeah. And I, I think they really truly love each other. And, and Amanda knows that she is Kyle's world. Kyle just 
has that Peter Pan syndrome where he doesn't feel like he can grow up and he's kind of like stuck in this limbo. And I think, I think part of it, like I'm going to get, I'm going to kind of be on Kyle's side for a second because he's kind of at that transition in his life where he's about to settle down with his girlfriend. Like this is like, this is it. This is his future. He's becoming an adult. Like he's going to move in with his girlfriend, get eventually engaged. become engaged, eventually be married. Then there's children down the line. He's probably going through like a mini freak out. Yeah. He's 30, but like 30 is the new 20. <laughs> and I, I mean that hundred percent seriously. You like, you know, it's no, true. I know you do. I know you do. Like thirties are the new twenties. Like, I just don't think that's an excuse, but okay. No, I don't. And I'm not. Can't he have like three I'm, less drinks? No, I'm saying. <laughs> so I feel like he's really stressed right now that this is like he's going through this transition, which might be causing him to drink a little bit more, which is causing him to be a little bit more unhinged because that's a, that would give me a lot of anxiety and pressure. Like I can't even imagine moving in with someone. Like that would really freak me out. And I honestly, I'd probably be blacking out for the first couple months before, like once it's been decided, it'd be like, uh, this is freaking me out a little bit. Okay. I would buy that, but we've seen single Kyle and he was actually worse than this. He has actually been drinking less this season. Yeah, but still, it's a season little bit... Season one, single Kyle. He was getting way more wasted than he's getting I now. mean, yeah, but what I'm but saying is like... there were no repercussions like, because he didn't have a girlfriend. He didn't have a girlfriend, but I'm saying like, he still is drinking a little bit more than he should because of this anxiety. No, That's I just think this I is feel. who he is. He just needs to like alter his lifestyle a little bit. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> Amanda basically... I don't think it's a pressure thing. Do you oh, think, really? I don't know. I feel like it might be. Really? Okay. I feel like I, I don't see that. That's me playing Kyle's side and being like, I can see where he's coming from because I would be stressed the hell out too. My feeling is he's going to cut back, cut back, and they're going to be in a great place. No, I think so too. And and Amanda kind of gives him like an ultimatum: is like, I want to trust you, and he's like, Look me in the eyes. I promise right. you, right now, I'm going to be better. And he ordered an Arnold Palmer at brunch instead of a alcoholic drink. Arnold Palmers don't have alcohol in them. No, they don't. They're just iced tea and lemonade. I guess you could spike it, but they traditionally don't have any alcohol. Interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought Arnold- <laughs> Eddie all this time has had a placebo effect. I'm getting wasted off of Arnold Palmer. Getting no, wasted. I've never ordered an Arnold Palmer because I'm always like, oh, that has alcohol in it. I, I can't get that. Like I see people ordering them at lunch. I'm like, oh, this early? <laughs> Not that I judge anyone for drinking early because let's be real, on brunch days right. I start at 9.30. When I'm on vacation, it's 8 a.m. Did you really think that they were alcoholic? Yes. Or are you doing a bit? No. I, I can't s- tell if this is a bit or this if this is, is real. This is 100% serious. Oh, wow. No, they're alcohol-free. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I thought they were like a country club, like golf course drink that like had alcohol. I thought it was rum. They are everything that you described except for the alcohol element. Interesting. So I will make sure not to order a virgin... Arnold Palmer when I go to the bar next time they'd be like it's redundant yeah you mean an Arnold Palmer just an Arnold Palmer but what's what's like a, a spiked Arnold Palmer what would they put in it rum I thought it was rum maybe I feel like would that vodka even taste w- good? would work best yeah vodka lemonades are dope so maybe vodka clearly I'm not a bartender <laughs> clearly all I drink is tequila let's send Eddie to bartending school yeah all I do is jello shots and tequila and rosé basically I'd be fine in this house <laughs> Between this and Vanderpump We call you Eddie the love doctor. We don't call you Eddie the bartender. There's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason. I'm not slinging drinks. Uh, You're slinging love advice. I'm not. Yeah. Which I shouldn't be doing either. Let's be real. (laughs) But whether it's me making you a drink or me giving you love advice, 
take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> and that's how we should leave the podcast, to be honest. I mean, I, I just want to call out <laughs> Hannah Burner for uh-huh. giving Paige a floor burger. We right. saw we saw her making a burger in the microwave. I think it was White Castle. Could be wrong. She drops on the floor, gives this massive eye roll, then gives the burger to Paige. Paige literally found out on Twitter watching. She's like, oh, Hannah literally just gave me a floor burger. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Paige is still here today. Seemingly quite strong. It all worked out. It all works out. But that video you showed me, by the way, was brilliant. Oh, yeah. If you want to check the Twitter to see all the fun stuff we tweeted, make sure you guys are following Hot and Bravoed, H-O-T and B-R-A-V-O-D. Follow me at Eddie underscore Estrada. Armin, how can they find you? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And our Instagrams are all the same, too. So make sure you guys follow because I tweeted a funny video in response to Paige finding out that she had been floor burgered. Yeah, it's like, it's not the equivalent to that. It's like that on steroids. It's from UK Idol or whatever you call it, Britain's Idol. the uh-huh. Basically American Idol, but in the UK. It's really Is funny. it the voice? Is it the X Factor? It might be the X Factor. I want to say the X Factor because that's what Simon Cowell's doing now, right? Who even knows? Who but knows? it's a great video. Follow us on our social media to see it. Make sure you guys are subscribed on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify so you guys never, ever miss an episode. Yeah, I think that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. See ya.